This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're going to have a good old time today. Appreciate Mike Bassick. Not only holding it down yesterday, but running the show Man, from what I heard. I, I I wanted to just show you guys a run sheet <laughs> that I helped put together because you guys said I could never do it. No, we didn't. But did you share that run sheet with the world? I hope not. Is it not. okay if I tweet it out there? Yeah. Because <laughs> there were some, like, just your notes were really funny. Like, just uh, the, like, this is stupid. Like, that's, it's Mike Bassick set up the run sheet. How Mike Bassick would talk. See, and you did the show with Joey and Alec, right? Yeah. Okay. So my concern was and Derek, I Alec and I, yeah, we were called the damn masterpiece yesterday. <laughs> Derek, Alec, and Mike. I yeah. love it. And burn on you, Joey. Is I love it. But also, here's a fun fact about Mike if you haven't heard it before. Mike texts back to the last group text he sees. Right. <laughs> you guys were on it. Yeah. I, I saw your two names on it, and I don't care who else is on it. And so the entire station. <laughs> I saw it after the fact, but my initial thought was, did he show this to Alec and Joey? Like my hope was he didn't walk in and be like, What'd you what'd you fart heads think about the run sheet? And they're like, We didn't get the run sheet, and he goes, I texted it to I texted you. It to and so you did provide the run sheet to the rest of the people, or you oh, guys good. all collaborated with it. Good, no? yeah. My first topic yesterday was the all-star game is stupid. It's, that's the worst damn all-star. Like it's now worse than the Pro Bowl. Now the Pro Bowl doesn't even play a game anymore, but I can't believe, not that we're redoing t- yesterday's segment, but I just can't believe that MB- nobody ever got hurt. Do you guys ever remember Michael Jordan blowing out a knee in the All-Star game? Like, literally nobody in the history of basketball ever got hurt playing in the All-Star game 10 to 25 minutes in, in their time that they were playing in the game. Because it was yet- the real, like, the best version of real pickup basketball. Yeah. real ba- Like, real basketball. It was yeah. a very good version of it. And LeBron's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, basketball player of all time. I give him that. But he is the person who ran the NBA into we do not try in the All-Star game. I don't know why, but... It just became a deal. So that's why the thing that I put on the run sheet yesterday, like, this is stupid, is I can't believe that this is what has become of a game that used to be so fun to watch. Joey, what did you think of Mike's performance yesterday? Did he reel it in at all, or oh. was he just full Mike? Yeah, there was there was no shenanigans yesterday with Mike. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. That's it impressive. was yeah, it was um, it was a great performance. Um, you, all I got to say is watch out, Kevin and Corey. Mike's coming for you. All right. I mean, we're all yeah. on the same show, so I don't feel. I don't know. I feel like I need to team up with Mike now. What? Yeah. Based on what I'm hearing from Joey. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I would just say I hope we all team up together. Look, hey man, listen. If I team up with Mike, I'll bring you with me. How's that sound? <laughs> okay. Does that sound all right? Can we bring Joey? You can go it. I don't know. I don't know. 
It's fair. Okay. <laughs> so I was reading this. <laughs> I want, I want, you know, what's funny is I want somebody to do a mural of Kevin, <laughs> do the same thing that that guy did for Luca. <laughs> Send some help. Send some help. Please. Please send some help. But I would have to be looking exasperated, right? Yeah. Like you do most days yeah, with us. That yeah. is that is very fair. God bless what all is of the, y'all. At this point, what is the best? Is the baseball all-star game the best? For sure. Because you have to try it. Can you imagine if a fly ball was hit in the, the gap and Mike Trout and Mookie Betts just looked at each other and go, we don't want to go get it. <laughs> Yeah. And then the guy just kind of <laughs> jogs around the bases. He doesn't even run. Like, it's the only one where everybody is literally trying. They're having fun. People are mic'd up. But it's now the only one where every person is actually trying at all parts of the game. Well, and you know it's not the NHL All-Star one because the audio Joey played us a couple weeks ago where the announcers aren't trying. Because they're like, I'm going to I'm gonna recreate it for you. It's essentially like, hey, another great thing about Tim Hortons is if you go on a Saturday afternoon oh, and they're like, oh, what happened? Oh, I think somebody scored a goal. Was it Robertson? Yeah, I think Robertson scored a goal. They did not give a crap about what was happening yeah. in the midst of the Tim actual game. Throwing, think about it in baseball too, throwing 20 to 40 pitches at around 90 to 100 miles an hour. There's as big a risk of getting hurt during that as there is playing a basketball game for 15 minutes. And yet the Baseball pitchers still throw the ball 95 miles an hour. It'd be like if you're watching the All-Star game this year for baseball and the guys are like, you know what, there's a less than 1% chance I get hurt right now, so let me just lob the ball in there. It's it's just weird. At this point, Kevin, I would probably say it is baseball. Okay. Then the flag football game, then hockey, <laughs> wow, then the then the NBA All Star okay. game. That's I I've been trying to look for ratings. I was looking last night on Twitter because I'm like, I turned it off after three minutes. I didn't turn it off. I went upstairs three after three minutes. I'm like, this is good. I'm I'm done. This is pathetic. And my kids are like, you're done. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go take a shower. And then Sue tells me, hey, why don't you just hang out with the boys? It doesn't have to be a good game. Just talk to them or whatever. I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. I come downstairs 10 minutes later and they've both left the room and they're done with it too. I'm like, you guys done with this? They're like, yeah, it's like, it's stupid. Like they're just doing whatever they want. And I'm like, yeah, I know. All right. We'll be on the lookout for those ratings as well as XFL ratings. The 469, Kevin, it's for children. You dip S you liked it back then because you were a child. Well, my 13 and 14 year olds stopped watching and they like watching basketball and and I'm an adult now. Like I'm the, I'm the main person they're trying to market this thing to, right? I'm the one that has the spending power at this point. Children, but that's what he said. I don't know that the NBA looks at it that way. I just want a way to, to, to capture children. I don't, not in that, not in that man, know. like their attention, if not like capturing them in a net. Just like that. Them. I just want to see if they can score 200 points. That's, that's what I'm here for. Now, we're going to spring training on Sunday. I was reading an article that it piqued my curiosity in numerous ways. The strongest position for all 30 MLB teams and what it means. Okay, so... Every every team gets one position. So it's kind of almost like all-star style where they're like, even if this is not an epically strong position, every team gets at least one. And so, for example, the strongest position in all of the teams and all of the leagues is relief pitcher for the New York Yankees. Like that's right. the top of the top stability. And second is center field for the angels. Right. So what, what would you like? We have the bullpen ranked over Mike Trout. Yeah. I, 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 I guess because of injury. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> 
is that's what I thought too, but they call it stability points. Okay. So I wonder if injury does in fact factor into that. Is what would you say is the strongest position for the Rangers? Because I have to admit I was a little surprised and then I've been thinking about it since then and maybe I would I would go towards starting pitching. I know okay. there's injury issues, but I, I think they have five quality starting pitchers plus they have depth. Remember, MLB did not rank the Rangers with the best depth in their rotation. They ranked them as the 10th best depth. And that meant when guys get hurt, they have Glenn Otto, they have Dane Dunning, they have Oda Rizzi. You can maybe throw in other guys, too, that might develop over time, whether it's Owen White, Cole Wynn, stuff like that. But I think when you look at their starting five, plus if a couple guys get hurt at the same time, you're not running out guys you don't believe can help you win. To me, it's their overall rotation. Oh, man, yeah, I think Mike's right there. There's a lot of question marks still about that sure. rotation. That's my biggest concern. Um, I'll go with second base as uh, their strongest position right now. And that's that's where I found the selection for the Rangers to be a little curious because I could also see second base, or if you really wanted to cheat and say middle infield, I'd be like, that's enough position. Yeah, there's so a lot both, of couple Are we texts. both wrong? You are both wrong. Outfield defense? I think their outfield defense is great. Nate Lowe. They said right field with Adolis Garcia. And okay. here's here's where it surprised me, though, because they're essentially only giving Adolis Garcia one to maybe one and a half seasons of stability. And if that's the case, then I immediately thought, well, wouldn't Simeon or Seeger jump into that mix because they've only both been like entrenched in their position for a year. I don't know if you're saying, well, Adolis Garcia has been doing it for like the better part of two years. I do feel comfortable with Adolis Garcia out there. I just don't know. But to put it in perspective. And they're talking just about his defense. Is that the thing? Or are they talking about overall? The whole, the whole package. Wow. They're next, they're next to last in the league. So, you know, when I told you like everyone okay. gets a representative, this is the essentially all-star base representative because last on the league Last in the league is the Detroit Tigers relief pitchers. And they're like, hey, oh, yeah. everybody everybody gets something. And who do you think is the longest tenured right fielder for the Rangers? You can do this. Like in the history of in Rangers history. baseball? Juan Gonzalez? Juan Gonzalez. Ruben Sierra? Ruben Sierra. I think Juan might have gone to left for a little. I can't remember exactly if Juan was always a right Jeff fielder. Jeff Huson. Well, he was a shortstop. David Holtz. <laughs> he was... He was a left fielder. Otis yeah. Nixon. He was a center fielder for like Damon a whole year. Buford. I actually kind of like this. If you want to name your random ranger at 877-881-1053. I mean, honestly, is no, he moved around. Joey Gallo moved around. I'm like, I wonder who second would be after Ruben. And so we feel comfortable with Adolis Garcia. Yeah, solid okay. player. But I, I, hold, hold on real okay, quick. I just wanted to add to the solid part of what Mike's saying here. 31 home runs and 27 home runs in back-to-back seasons. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty comfortable with that kind of power there. Batting average, 243, 250. Like, he got better than <laughs> It's honestly a hair above I mean, it stinks that it's like, like that, that feels like you should be a 300 hitter. But even still, you're getting power and, and batting average for today's baseball. Well, and the thing I was worried about maybe last year with Adolis is his July 
wasn't the best, but then he finished out the yeah. season well because the year before he was he was a legit all star in the yeah. first half of the season, not just a everybody gets an all star. Then he fell off a cliff in the second half, and I was concerned about his viability as a long term player. So last July, I was a little worried. He finished out strong. He's a solid player. Uh, from the eight one seven, Charlie Huff didn't play right field at all. Mike, the most of the people you listed didn't play right field. I Mike, Can you I have imagine a if you're trying to throw a knuckleball from the outfield, it would be insane. That yeah. catcher would be like, I don't know what to do. Be like that Jalen Hurts Hail Mary. The, <laughs> with, with Kevin's talking about the month of July, and I, I don't know how bad, like how like drastically bad it was in the grand scheme of things, but well, did, it, did our manager get fired in July? Oh uh, yeah, well the whole team was stunk then. In the in the maybe it was later, but with the greatest players, how how long is t- a typical bad stretch for the best players in baseball? It, do they have a month? Do they have a week? Like, oh, uh, it's it's a great question. I guess it. It matters who they are, right? And and I'm going back in time. If you're talking about guys that were like Rod Carew, Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, guys that just made contact every yeah. at bat, they would go into small slumps because they're always making contact. If you're talking about maybe more of today's guys that are great players, Aaron Judge, who just won uh, the MVP. You're talking about guys that kind of maybe are more power hitters, big swingers. They can go into longer slumps. Okay. Thank you, Kevin, that's just my, like, I'm not that concerned when the guy has one because the rest of the team should be able to help pick up some of that. But I think all, all the best players, they have their moments, but maybe not a full month of just bad. I should have known but, this was going to be the case. Uh, Kevin Mench, Chan Ho Park, David Murphy, Tommy Oliver, Lance Nix. Somebody said Steve DeBurke. Hold on. I don't know if that one's, I don't know if that's real. Frank Catalanato, (laughs) Pete Incaviglia. So people have, there are so, so, so Nelson Cruz did play right field. Many more. during game six. Yes, I know. He came in a little bit too much before the pitch was made. Just a step. Was your favorite, we should have made a better pitch, too. One step. Was your favorite conspiracy theory about that, that when the ball went up in the air, he wanted to make sure he didn't get left out of the celebration, and that's why he moved in? And then he was like, oh, crap, that's coming to me, and I'm going to need to go back for I her. thought that, th- that was the, like, Wash had him move a step or two in. Like, he well, was that like, at least makes more so baseball sense. Not so I can run in the celebration pile. So did you watch the, the pitch was a bad pitch, too? Well, yeah, it wasn't a good. If you hit the ball 100 miles an hour opposite field off the wall, it's not usually going to be a good pitch. I'd say 99 out of 100 times if a dude goes oppo that hard that it's probably not that good of a pitch. Tom Goodwin, Andreas Galarraga, Jeff, Big Cat. Jeff Burrows. Was the Andreas Galarraga thing when we were like, you know what? Let's take all these players who like four years ago were the best in baseball. We're going to get them all and we're going to be awesome. I feel and like then we they were, were really terrible. close. Like we had a really decent lineup during that. Let me look. I just want to look and see who was surrounded by him in that moment because Kevin, your lineup, at, there, here it is. Your lineup that year was Pudge, okay. Palmero, Michael Young, A Rod. Mike Lamb, Frank Calinato, Gabe Kapler, uh, Ricky Lede, Ruben Sierra, and Galarraga was your DH. We had Ruben Sierra back at that point? <laughs> Actually, he became the DH for the rest of the season after that. So that was a great team, man. They, look, when you wonder. Not many guys in their prime no, there. Right. Exactly. Obviously, A-Rod was in his prime. Michael Young had just come up. And then a lot of guys that were Pudge kind of not in his prime. prime. You Mateo. know what? Pudge was in his prime then, too. I you guess. think so? Ken Caminiti. Uh, was it, you're looking at 2000, 2001. 
2004. No, 2001. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was on the team. A-Rod was gone. Then. 2004. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was yeah, on the yeah. team. We had Teixeira, Soriano, Young, Blaylock in the infield. Oh, I'll concede that for sure. But whenever people wonder why Rangers fans get so excited or they're like, Jacob DeGrom's not going to work out and everyone's ridiculously excited, it's because this team does not have necessarily the most storied history in the annals of baseball. Especially in pitching. Like, yeah. uh, like we have Nolan. That's what our legacy is. But is the Nolan best Ryan. time, when was the best time for pitching in Rangers history? The best ERAs in the history of Rangers baseball. The Kevin Gross trade? No, it was when Mike Maddox was our pitching oh, yeah. coach. Yeah. Here we are. We're back in the game, baby. Now, I kind of thought he was going to say when he was on the team. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> Somehow I led the team in whip in only three starts. What? I think so. If you go to 2004, if you go to the stats, I think I had the best whip on the team. Still got sent down. What's up with that? What's up with that, Buck Showalter and John Hart? What did I do so bad? They're like, this is pure luck. That's what they thought. Larry Bittner, Matt Trainer, Hunter Pence, Julio Borbone, the never-ending string of name arranger will surely continue. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, forget watching the XFL. What rules should the NFL straight-up steal from the league? You know that one they should steal. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. I guess I need to ask, and I know our requisite XFL correspondent, Carter, was at the game, is did you go, did you watch the XFL? I really want to see the TV ratings when that comes down. But perhaps more importantly, which rules from the XFL do you want to steal? Now, I got to ask you guys first, even though I think I already know the answer. Don't ask me. (laughs) I... You did not watch XFL, correct? I'm one for one. They put on XFL for a a weekend, and I didn't watch one second of it. As Carter waves his XFL. Is that a towel? Is that uh, like a mini banner? It is a Renegades towel. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. There it is. Show it to the fan. Are you giving this to me? Is that what you're doing? No, this isn't mine? It's the show for the kids. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. By the way, if you haven't seen on the uh, Twitch... 
We got some new graphics up there, baby. So that thing's rocking right there. There's Ooh. the the new Renegades towel. Uh, what is this, Carter? Come on, really, dude? That is disgusting. Okay, it is ten twenty three in the morning. All right, it just looked like he wiped spaghetti on it or something. Should dude. I go ahead and assume you also did not watch the XFL? I did not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I did watch the XFL. Did you highlights? <laughs> Uh-huh. On Twitter, when people posted stuff about Danucci, like okay. that was pretty much all I saw. I unfortunately saw Kevin Gray too, who was <laughs> tweeting every Danucci play on Twitter, and I'm like, my God, why are you following a guy who makes hats for a living? <laughs> he made a play, dude. Uh-huh. He made a great play where he ran to the sideline and Mahomes it, but I think he also cost the the team their game. So okay. that that ha- well, or maybe it's just the fact that the Renegades are that strong, that good of a team. Yes, Kevin, I was surprised that you weren't there since the Rock was there. Like that was what threw me off. Was I figured you would know his schedule the way that you do? Smelt him, and uh, yeah, you couldn't smell what he was cooking. I was disappointed because he didn't jump on our station to do an uh, interview ahead okay. of time. Makes Otherwise, sense. I definitely would have been there. From the 214, I watched him a football junkie for the 817. I was there. Season ticket holder for the Renegades is obviously the talent isn't as good from the 817, but the fun rules make it very interesting. With that in mind, I'm going to pitch to you some of the XFL rules. Do you want to move any Name of one. these? The double forward pass. What? <laughs> okay. Hold on. Yes. You're telling me. Yes. That I can throw you the football. That's right. Downfield. No. Well, yes, you can, but it stops there. What is this now, game? This is the double forward pass is you still have to be behind the line of scrimmage to throw the second forward pass, but check it out. All right. So let's say you go shotgun and still give me a three step drop back. I know that might not be your goal with the shotgun, but just stay with me here. Right. All right. So you're about eight to 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. You could pass it to me and I'm still a yard or two behind the line of scrimmage. Then I can chuck the ball down the field. So the reverse flea flicker, except you're going forward. Yeah. Okay. So you could pass it forward to me and I could pass it forward to someone else. Assuming I'm still behind the line of scrimmage. Okay. Do you support I, I do support this as an that. NFL rule? Yeah, why wouldn't they use that? That sounds fun. That sounds like a blast. I love that. There are things about the Arena League that I would see that I would be like, oh, dude, why don't they have this in the NFL? Like you like could start, you could start 40 yards behind and just start <laughs> sprinting as hard as you can. And then once they say hut, then you can just keep running at full speed. And now that's, that cornerback has to catch up with you and you're already at full speed. I love that thing. Well, they do actually kind of have a rule about that for the kickoff. Now, where everyone is placed in the kickoff is crazy different, and the teams are only five yards apart, but nobody can run except for the kicker and the guy who gets the ball until the ball is touched or it sits on the ground for three seconds. So you can't run once the ball is kicked off. You have to wait until the guy catches the ball. All right, let's do that one. Yeah, let's do that too. Okay. Let's add that. Man, I'm excited. I think you're going to be in on all of these That being said, like – the kicking game in the NFL, Kevin, is the most boring thing. It's a waste of time most times. You done with it? Uh, it, well, the only factor is, I guess, if if uh, Turpin can get a second cut, like if he can learn that part of it, I'll be back. But most of the time, like in the Super Bowl, was there one kickoff? 
And it was the last that squib kick at the end oh, of the yeah. game that went was that, the, that didn't go through yeah, the end zone. Yeah. Like that's it's it's when it's like that, you have two kickers that kick it out. What's the point of even doing it? From the six eight two, I saw the Danucci pick six live. It was great. From the fours. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're a fan of the Arlington Renegades, then yes, you yeah. thought that it was great because that's the moment. From the 469, hey, I'm going to the March 31st Renegades game to watch Danucci play. What was the, I'm curious what the announced attendance was as well, because just the pictures I saw. Million. Didn't know. It did not lead me to believe that there was a million or a million two there. Or do you know? More than Ten to 15,000 people. That's a lot. No, it is. How I many you think you get an Allen High School football game, Kevin? Uh, about 19 or 20,000. All right. Maybe 22 on that first and game. And a lot of those are student tickets, so they're not getting full price like the Renegades are. Okay. You know what I mean? Interesting. Student tickets. They okay. really knock it off. Kevin, How uh, many people did they say was at the... We don't that, know. That's what, uh, that's what I want to know. The at least 1,000. 817 says, would the NFL add a new stat, assists for the QB on the double pass? Like in hockey where you get the, like, the, there's oh. four different people that get the assist. People are telling us the attendance was about 12,000. Right. Okay. That's good. Yeah. First game. Nobody knew The Rock was going to be there. No, I. everybody knew The Rock was going to be there, and he said he was going to all four games. My question is, is it good or is it going to fall after this? Because historically, the XFL falls pretty hard after week one. You know what I think. So, yeah. You know what I really think. Okay. It's second-tier football. Yeah. People love top-tier football. College football is their next level down. And then, I guess, so this would be the third level beyond college football. From the 903, I'll clean it up. They are disputing the attendance number. But Chris Arnold also said 12,000 people. All right. Overtime. Now, Corey... I, I, That's I get, when we stick around and hang out with G-Bag, That right? is true. I'm going to direct this to Mike because I, all right, you're, I'm you're on board with all of these rule changes. All right. If a game goes to overtime, the NFL gives each team three attempts from the opponent's five-yard line, and they alternate attempts. So you get the ball at the five, got to score. And then the other team gets the ball at the five, got to score. Then it goes back to the first team. You do that three times. So it's kind of like a shootout, sort of. Except yeah. I would not like that in the NFL. I would okay. hate to miss the playoffs because of the five-yard line situation. I would say, can't we see if the team can drive it down the field against us? If they score a touchdown, I get like if you can't if you can't hold them to a field goal or less, we don't get the ball back. As long as we hold them to a field goal, we get the ball and we can see if we can either score a field goal or a touchdown to win this thing. I, I do like that more just because I don't feel like I get it in baseball. In baseball, we can get tired. At inning 12 and inning 13, you're like, this is not feeling like do or die at this point. We just feel like we're all dying watching this thing. And I get why they have to go. Let's just put a a ghost runner on second base to try to get this thing over with and get a little more entertaining. Have you ever got to overtime of a football game and going, I'm turning it off. I've, I've been watching this thing for three hours. Heck no. Heck no. Because you have been in on that the entire time, 
and you won Even the if final it's, out. I know boom. college is different but rules. That Texas and, but, LSU one went to seven overtimes. So I was like, we got to win. Oh, this yeah, game. I guess that one was. And seven. I get it. Like, after college football, you're like, all right, we've been playing this game for five hours. I guess another 45 minutes doesn't matter. Mike, wait until 1 30. Yeah, we're fixing it for we're fixing you. Fixing college football, Mike. It's going to be so much fun. All right, Corey. I actually I'm, think we should bump that up now. Okay, Corey, <laughs> I'm going back to you to for give this it more one. time. Because we're eliminating kicking again. So I think you're going to like it. Back in the game. Do you like the tiered extra point? There is no kicking for extra points. We're we're not doing that anymore. So we have tiers? Yes. So not like... If you cry no, on command, because that's tough. No. Is you get one point if you make it from the two-yard line and go for it. You get two points if you make it from the five-yard line. And you get three points if you make it from the ten-yard line. So you could be losing by nine and tie up the game. I like that. I do like that. That's 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 there's risk involved. Uh there is a lot of gamble that goes into that. I kind of almost wish that they'd go one for 2 yards and then even go further back, go then 10 and 20. Like I kind of like the cuz it seems like you could score from 5 yards out pretty sure. easy a lot of times. Sure. I know it's not always that easy, but you know, I I kind of like I do like that one. That's good. All right. And now the one that has obviously caught most people's imaginations, I believe the Ravens submitted this as an idea last year and it happened and it was successful the st louis battle hawks defeated the san antonio brahmas after they went for the fake onside kick fourth and 15 so remember yep. this proposal yeah. they did not kick the onside kick they went for it on fourth and 15 from their own 25 yard line so there's no lead up to this you just get the ball at your own 25 and it's fourth and 15 so essentially you just have that play Let's to get do it. 15 yards they converted and they were losing 15 to 12 and they eventually won the game and that is the rule that people want to replace the onside kick i'm absolutely i totally want to do that fourth and 15 let's do that okay i don't mind that really yeah okay Uh, yeah because they've eliminated the onside kick because you can't really get a running start and it's just it's really tough to slowly kick the ball 10 yards and and get the effectiveness of possibly recovering the ball. What is it? It's less than 5% now, right? I will, right around 5%. I will say, it's Mike, little, yeah, the, it's the, pretty low. The, the, the times that it does happen, though, it's exciting, right? Like the, when it bounces off so-and-so's chest or they weren't prepared for that. Like, that's exciting. But, but Mike's right. It's just too – it seems impossible. Do you still have that hope? Every time, too? Like, even if you, you know – You kind of have yes. to. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just like, hey, is there any chance that they're going to falcon this? Yeah, and, yeah, the watermelon kick. And so it's just <sighs> it's just such a small possibility, but I would rather say, all right, because you're afraid of injury, of, and I get it, throwing eight guys on one side of the football and just having two on the other, and now you're like, no, you can only have five guys that do this. They get no running start because we don't want to cause injury. I totally get the health of the player, but it takes away from the opportunity of maybe recovering it. So if there's that big of risk in hurting people, then let's just go to fourth and 15. All right. Maybe maybe from the 20-yard line instead of the 25-yard line. Back it up a little bit more. Would you put would you put any restrictions on it then? Like in terms of 
Would you, let's just say, let's go back to that Monday night football game from a few years ago, and it was, you know, just ridiculous offense, offense, offense. Would you put restrictions on you can only do it in the last two minutes of the game? Otherwise, no. like, well, I would never kick the ball. I'd be like, uh, let's yeah. just go for it. We're going to give uh, up points either time. way. Let's keep the ball. Yeah, I want to be exciting. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I think, I think you could do it if you wanted to do it to start the game. If you're like, we defer. And they're like, all right, we have to receive. We don't want to not have the ball both times. And you're like, hey, we're starting the game off. <laughs> Offense, let's get on the field. Fourth and 15 from the 25. Or like my example would be like, move it back to the 20. So if you get it, you have the ball at the, let's say, 35-yard line. If you got it just perfectly uh, 15 yards. I, if you want to if you want to try it, try it. Now, if you, if you throw an incomplete pass, they have the ball first and 10 on your 20-yard line to start this game off. I think about the 54-51 Monday Night Football game, and they're like, who cares? You're going to score a touchdown anyway. Just take the ball quicker. Is And, of course, Paxton Lynch got benched again, or as the person from the 817 put it, I love the fact that Paxton Lynch has now been benched during the game in four different leagues. It's insane. Who does he play for? Yep. I don't know. Some XFL team. <laughs> I have cares? no idea. The Vegas. And Danucci's in D.C. Is that the team? He's Seattle. 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 He's a right. Sea Dragon-ish right. thing. He's, he plays for Seattle. And what I know you were waiting well, for. I can't wait to see Seattle hats upside down. <laughs> the Sporting News is doing the Lord's work this morning. They gave you your XFL power rankings. They have the Houston Roughnecks first. However, Corey, your Arlington Renegades are second in the power rankings. Where do they have the Frisco Rough Riders ranked for double-A power rankings? Orlando Guardians is where Paxton Lynch got benched, by the way. Look at that. By the way, the Orlando Guardians dead last in the power rankings. And the team the Renegades beat are third. They're the best no-win team. So good for the Renegades on getting that victory. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's top for baseball nuggets with Mike Masek. Let's talk about baseball. What? More tees than that. Let's go. Let's talk about the Rangers. Is Kumar Rocker already this good? Next. What? KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. And it's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Basak. All right, we're going to talk Texas Rangers here in Major League Baseball, but I am going to tease ahead to around 1245 for Mike Likes It. I'm going to talk baseball, and I'm going to talk college baseball and how popular it has become. And then also, yeah. uh, I will have your kind of top 10 prospects to watch. Okay. Somewhat in college baseball, there's a few high school kids because the Rangers, once again, do have the fourth overall pick. They moved up in the draft this year in the first ever lotto from seven to four. So I want to talk about Kumar Rocker, the latest number one overall pick, third overall number yeah. first round pick for the Texas Rangers. He's in major league camp and he pitched yesterday. And if you're not following certain people on social media, you might not have seen highlights of Kumar Rocker throwing live batting practice. And what that means is he's trying his best. He's not trying to get hit. He's, he's not, I don't want to say not trying to get them out, but he might, throw three fastballs away in a row, and then he might throw three curveballs in a row. Like You're not really throwing sequences of pitches to maybe get him out. Maybe I'm wrong about that nowadays. Maybe they are throwing fastball in, fastball away, slider, fastball in, splitter, or something like that, and that would be an actual sequence he would throw to Marcus Simeon to get him yeah. out. But he was throwing against Adolis Garcia, Marcus Simeon, Josh Young, uh, Mitch Garver. He's throwing against the Rangers lineup. Yeah. And he did well uh, from all indications. He had a really nice 
live batting practice yesterday. So let the speculation begin. Bring so him up to the like, majors. It looks like Heaney and Nathan Avaldi could be out of the rotation. Hey, and let's go ahead and replace <laughs> Can we trade DeGrom now and go ahead yeah. and have Leiter and Rocker rock this maybe, thing to open the season? Maybe Rocker will be starting on March 30th. The Rangers haven't announced it yet, but <laughs> I would like to say this. this like They'll a, announce it when we're out there, right? Or is it a couple weeks it after? It might be a couple okay. weeks after because they got to let guys get to like four innings pitched like in an outing before they're going to say most likely couple? Jacob deGrom is opening day starter and probably Martin Perez is pitching the next day. I'm going oh to assume gosh. that is your first two days of your rotation. 104 weeks, Corey. That's what he means. By a couple weeks, it'll be 104 weeks till you hear about that. Okay. This is a major reminder that live batting practice <laughs> for one, is not close to, and I mean not even close to, a Major League Baseball game. It's great that he's throwing the ball well. It's great that Kumar Rocker is healthy. All those things are great. I'm not saying what he did yesterday is negative at all. What Kumar Rocker did yesterday, which is getting publicity, is great. But you have to calm down. He's going to start most likely in high A ball. They saw what happened to Jack Leiter last year as they pushed him to a level that was beyond what he was ready to do. And they don't want to have Kumar Rocker throw up a 5 ERA, which, let's face it, most likely if he pitched all of AA, he would have probably around the same numbers that Jack Leiter had last year. And we can already see the disappointment around baseball and around Texas Ranger fans with Jack Leiter. And me and Derek Holland have both said, hold your horses on that. He's going to make adjustments. Jack Leiter is a very good pitcher. He just has to learn how to pitch professionally. Pitching at college is way different. It's not even pitching at A-ball. You're pitching at like a rookie ball level at Vanderbilt, at UT, at AM. Whatever school you're – TCU's great at baseball. They're ninth, I believe, in the country. That is not even an A-ball level because most of the guys wow. don't even make professional yeah. baseball. When we go to the draft, when you see Vanderbilt – 14 guys don't get drafted by Vanderbilt in the draft. Like yeah. four or five guys do. That means the majority of the team, or at least the guys that are draft eligible, don't even make professional baseball. So, that being said, Kumar Rocker starting off spring training really nice. We start going out there. We go out there Sunday. We'll get to see some things Monday through Friday out there. The one thing that will be tough for us is to see Kumar Rocker because I don't believe they're going to pitch him a lot in the major league spring training games. Maybe we get to see it for an inning or two. We're out there so early, guys will only be pitching one to two innings at that point. Even if we got to see Jacob deGrom on Monday or Tuesday, if they're right in front of us, he'd literally probably throw two innings. So we're not going to get to see him extended at all. But on the Backfields. This is what's so fun. If you do go to spring training, is you right. would get to see Kumar Rocker. We'll be we'll be live on the air, so we can't see it. But the G Bag Nation can, if they want, to go to the backfields and see what they call B games. Yeah, because the A game is considered at the stadium. But the B games are really good games. You could see Kumar Rocker pitching against Bobby Witt Jr. Won't be there for the Royals because he's in the World Baseball Classic. But you can see that matchup back on the B fields for free. And it's like pretty much going to a high school field. Like you're right on the fence watching this action happen. You will absolutely see people just standing there and like not your look to your point about a high school field, not in seats or anything like that, standing up against the fence. And it's super cool. Yeah. 
It's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy This is one of my favorite trips, Mike. I really do like it. And the crazy part about spring training is they put a big green wall in center field to make sure the hitters can actually see the baseball. So it's Why would they do that? I, I just, just put a whole bunch of white I just put a whole bunch of white signs back. back there and not worry about There's it. There's lots of clouds in the sky. Just let those clouds be the, be the backdrop yeah. instead of a fence wall. All right, next thing. Hmm. And I'm going to go away from the Texas Rangers for a second unless there's something that you guys have hard-pressed Texas Rangers-wise early on in spring. Spring training as I will say this Colby Lewis yesterday came on the air I mean you guys were really celebrating presidents I'd love to know later in the show which president you were celebrating the most For yesterday sure. but um Colby Lewis said this and I think this is great news for Texas Ranger fans and nothing against Woody nothing against Banny uh but Colby Lewis said man I wanted to put on spikes yesterday after Bruce Bochy's speech so, you know, I talked about it's kind of everybody has the same speech. And I know not everybody has the exact same speech, but Colby Lewis talked about the big team meeting yesterday was the first meeting because pitchers and catchers have been there for four days. But then once all the position players get there, that's when the manager has his big, like, yeah. this is our team. This is what we are. This is who we're going to be. And Colby Lewis said it reminded him a lot of Ron Washington, and he wanted to play yesterday because of – the way Bruce Bochy started off spring training. You you said you your first spring training out of baseball, you had a really difficult time, like yeah. being around the game and right. not being on the field. Do you still get those kind of moments where not you're like, all. I want to be out there right now? Okay. I trained that year. Okay. Just like Derek is training this year to yeah. play, and yeah. obviously he doesn't have a team that's picked him up yet at all, is when you do – when you go out, if he were to go out to spring training and now he's a media guy and he's not a player, that's when you're like, man, I did all this work. This is all I am. This is my whole life. This is who I am. You, your, your definition of like a lot of times people will be like, what do you do for a living? A lot of times that question is almost like, who are you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so for you, Corey, if you stop doing this, you would lose a part of yourself going, man, I say that I'm a sports broadcaster or i'm a radio personality however you want to define what you are sometimes you well, define celebrity it as also, is what i usually say yeah, yeah. who uh, you are local celebrity. and so it is the worst feeling in the world that all your buddies that you've played with or against for the last dozen years for me for rocking. Derek Holland, for even more than that you're just like what they're like what team are you on like i remember carlos quinton going what are you doing like who are you, you with the rangers you with the royals like what are you doing like how come you haven't been picked up like who are you pitching with this and that and you have to tell them like I guess I'm done. Nobody wants me to pitch anymore. Yeah. So that's where it becomes really difficult. The other big news around Major League Baseball is that Shohei Otani yeah. is going to go to free agency. So there will be no extension worked out. It, his agent did not leave much to <laughs> question, right? I know, there, Dar I know people are like, oh, and Mike Trout's like, I'm going to try everything I can to keep him here. He put out into the world. I'm not making it up. Sometimes like, uh, no, Shohei Otani, not even last season, the season before going into 2022, said, I want to play on a winner. So, Corey, you have your eyes wide open. Corey, if you want Shohei Otani oh here, God. then you're going to have to win 90 games. We need this to year. win 90 games this year or prove that we're or on prove that, that trajectory. You're, like maybe 86 wins, maybe. But the other thing you're going to need to do, I talked about this yesterday, you're going to have to have $500 million. There's never been a free agent that could hit 30 home runs and also win you 15 games on the mound. So I don't know how to pay that guy, but I'm going to assume whether it's the Mets, whether it is Seattle, whether it is the Dodgers, they're going to look at him and go, 
Fifty million a year sounds right. You got eighteen dollars in cash in my wallet right now. According so to net worth, maybe uh, sixty million a year. Honestly, like, don't to, you pay thirty? If if a dude hits thirty home runs and has an I get it OPS yeah. of nine hundred, I pay him thirty million a yeah. year. If a guy least, goes yeah. out there and he's kind of top five in Cy Young voting back to back years, and if he does it again like three years in a row, I have to pay that guy over thirty million dollars a year. So that combine the two guys into one player, you could say I'm worth sixty million a year. Ray Davis has two point six billion dollars, Kevin, and I believe he spent uh, half a billion on the first. I know it's not just him, but sure. uh, it's, there's a collective group. But the first, uh, the first two free agents. It was about a half a billion dollars. Then the ads, uh, John Gray. And then this offseason, they added another. Was it about another uh, half a billion dollars this year? But if you think big picture, the marketing spotlight you'll get for not only Insane. getting Otani, but also then clearly winning the World Series yeah. is going to be the worth The other thing, too, lot. is they made the rule up, which is great for him. It's I can't believe this is a real rule but because it's only for one person. They're like, yeah, if you know, Shohei's pitched four innings and he's done pitching, he can just keep DHing. We're fine with that. And I don't know. It's if- like, that's amazing. Yeah. You take him out of the game. And I Think about this. Like, why don't they just say for defensive purposes? Like, if you have a dude like, I hate bringing this up, but like Nelson Cruz, you're like, you know what? defensively we'd like to get better but we still want nelson cruz to dh or we still want him to keep hitting like yeah no problem just have him keep hitting i love it just let all the hitters hit and let all the pitchers (laughs) pitch i mean especially if they play for our team yeah yeah the the other thing mike i i I did see i think it's the padres are now and this is involved in another story but the padres are now making so much in revenue that they're one of those teams that they're like, hey, we're we can spend a lot of money. Yeah, this we're making a lot of money. Why, Kevin? Because they said let's invest in our baseball team and get our fan base excited and yeah. fill this baseball park up. Because when you do that, when team fans are excited, they'll show up in droves. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm glad Shohei's going to the market. It, it seems like I know we yeah. haven't even started the year. Uh, because I want to see what a person gets for hitting 30 home runs with an OPS around 900 and then also putting up an ERA under three with a, you know, giving you a great chance to win 25 games on the mound because I think a dude like Steve Cohen might give him over 50 million a year. And I wonder if it can get to 60 million a year. Whew. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, will they or won't they answering the key questions for the NFL offseason? And maybe we'll just ask about Shohei again. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 